Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. I only have one question. Do you think I deserve your full attention? That's what I like to hear. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to 90.3 WRST-FM Oshkosh. This is Script to Screen. I'm your host, Max, and joining me here in the booth is Gideon. What's up? Today we're going to be talking about the new movie, the horror comedy that we all know and love, Zombieland. Double tap. Double tap. So the sequel to the 2009 zombie movie with uh, Jesse Eisenberg and... uh, Emma Stone, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson, all those guys. All Academy Award nominees. Yep. I think, didn't Emma Stone win one? Yes, Emma Stone won for uh, La La Land. Okay. So, very different type of... (laughs) Type very, of movie, very different but, type of movie. Uh, still, still, both were uh, both of, both of the zombie man, zombie land movies. I think were really solid. Um, I liked right off the bat. I liked this new one better than the first. I got more chuckles out of it. I like how it's not just like the four of them, and that's the only focus. Finally, they actually throw some other people in there. Um, they answered some big questions that everybody kind of was like wondering about in the first one. And uh, I don't know. I just had fun with it. It was a it was a packed theater when I went. It was a Tuesday, sadly. Um, which I mean, if you do a Marcus, that's that's five dollar Tuesdays. That's a recipe for a full theater. That is that is that's good prices. I get in for a buck uh, because I I work at uh, an arcade that is owned by the Marcus Corporation. Um, so every every once in a while, I get some slips that let me get into a movie for a dollar, which is an even better deal. So I've kind of stopped paying attention to what days are cheaper or not cheaper because it doesn't make a difference anymore for me. Yeah. But um, I was, I, I got in, I got like one say, seat and I actually went with a buddy of mine and he, so I, I gave him my extra ticket and then he ended up having to sit in the front because there was only like, one seat in any decent territory and the other one was up in front or in like the third from the front row which i don't know why he didn't choose that he like voluntarily chose like straight front row and yeah, um, I, I hate the front row one time when i was we watched uh black panther opening weekend and we didn't buy tickets ahead of time and so this is a movie that like killed it opening weekend and so i saw it and we only went we went the day of to buy tickets and only the front row was available with me and my two friends that went. Mm. And so we bought the, f- the tickets and I sat there for probably like the first half hour. And after that, I was like, I, I can't handle this anymore. So I literally just moved back and found like one, like one open seat. Um, and cause it was just like, it was too bad. I, I couldn't handle it. That's what, that's what are not good. That's one thing I do miss about, uh, the, the way Marcus used to handle their theaters was that there was no reserving seats. I liked that way more because, I mean, so many people come in later than I do usually. And if I, I mean, if I come in 15 minutes before the show starts and there's still half the seats open, uh, that's nice for me. I think, and I think it motivates people to get in there earlier. And With the with the reserve seating, I think the way that they have, I'm not sure if this is true or not, but I think the way it works is if you come in, if you wait until the t- actual show time, so the actual show time is when the previews start. Mm-hmm. But if you 
after the actual show time, you're allowed to like sit in other people's seats. I don't know about that. Well, I or at least in at least in the wheelchair <clears throat> spots, you're allowed to because it says on the wheelchair spots, it says like, um, leave this seat open. Literally, it says until show time, hmm. and so you can sit there after the show time has passed. I did not know that. Yeah. At least um, that's what the instruction on the seat say. Uh, with but with with other people's seats, that's a little bit different because like if they bought the seat, then they can sit there, obviously. But um, I don't know. Hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. What what I did a couple times before I I stopped doing it is if there was like bad seating, excuse me, seating choices. Um, then I would just sit wherever we got in the for the first fifteen minutes, and then I'd do a quick look around the theater and see if there's any open spots, and I just move there. But uh, one right. time it worked great right. because I, I had terrible seats at the beginning and then it became better. But one time we adjusted and then the people came in like 20 minutes late. I'm like, are you serious? Like, come on. Who? Well, that's, that's that's kind of bogus. But yeah. And then they're like, those are our seats. Well, the movie started 20 minutes ago. Like, but we, we moved because they were not our official seats. But it, it's stuff like that that kind of, I don't know bothers me i like the new seats i like the new dream loungers and all that and but but the reserving seats is one thing i I, i've never really got behind it should be first come first serve just like anything else you know i'm i don't know i like the reserved seats just because like you can have them reserved and you can have them there whenever you want i think it still is first comes first serve it's just first come first serve way before time it's the same kind of thing i i think it's it's good if you have a big group if you're doing like eight people and you want to reserve seats that's where it should be, but yeah, there bought, should be like a minimum. Like if I'm doing just two people, I shouldn't have to reserve seats. I should just, you know, I don't know. If you if you do a whole bunch of people, then yeah, I get it. But yeah, I bought tickets for Star Wars, eight tickets for Star Wars in December. Hmm. And so yeah, that there you go. That six o'clock showing, that whole theater's sold out except for literally the front row mm. <laughs> is the only one that has seats open left right now. I checked. I just checked for. I don't even know what what made me think of it, but I just thought let's just take a look. Yeah. Um, but I don't uh, know how how that's going on ticket sales right now compared to like something like Avengers Endgame, not true, or the previous Star Wars movie. Hmm. Um, I just uh, let's let's get back to this here. But yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. personally loved. I, well, I didn't love it, but I I liked it more than the first one. Uh, this this new Zombieland movie, Double Tap, I think was really solid. I definitely laughed more in this. It was funnier. It was just as gruesome. Still, the same amount of fun action. Um. It just was different, and it it spent less time setting up, uh, but uh, it was still it was still pretty good. Yeah, I think for me, I probably should give my opinion on this. Um, I had a, I had a really good time at the theater, um, but just also even still during the theater, uh, I was just like, this is dumb. This is also dumb. This is also really stupid. I don't like this. Like, there's just all these kind of things that, like, this movie's not very intelligent. It doesn't have really anything to say. Its story isn't very um, efficient in terms of doing a story. It's, it's like, it's trying to be a hangout movie, but even with that, it's still not even really, like, it still doesn't, it's trying to be a hangout movie and a plot-driven movie at the exact same time, and those elements kind of battle with each other, but at the same time, it doesn't really do either of them super well. There are elements of it like that work, like uh, the stuff with the guns is, and the way that stuff is set up and paid off, I think that stuff works, or like the, the tower at the very end, that is set up and paid off mm-hmm. pretty well. But 
setups and payoffs also have to be located in the right spot within the story. They can't just be there, period. Like, you can't just put them in there and expect them to work. Like, they still, they still have to come at the right moment. Um, and I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is a hangout, quote, hangout movie, um, where, like, uh, that those elements, those setups and payoffs are at the right timing and kind of work with that, that structure. That's less pro that's, that is less plot driven. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, I can kind of see where you're coming from, but I, I mean, it didn't really bother me. I, I thought it was all right. I, I think it kind of just totally matched the original. It does do that. that it does do that, which is, which is nice, it's just the, it's but just, it also doesn't really do anything new with it either, which I mean, it's going to happen with the sequel. There's there's one sequel that came out earlier this year that I haven't no one's really talking about and hasn't talked about for a while, but I really enjoyed uh, Happy Death Day Two, which manages to like match the tone of the the original, but still differentiate itself in a lot of ways, especially in like the plot because it doesn't it still kind of has that similar uh, carefree sort of air about it, uh, but it's able to go in some really interesting new directions. Whereas this, it's just repeating a lot of the similar beats from the first movie. Hmm. I don't know. I felt this was different. I felt like, I, I, I feel like this was really different. I think the first one was more about um, Columbus just kind of finding family. This this one wasn't necessarily about that. It was about them trying to track down Little Rock and, and really that journey because she's having a struggle with her own life and dealing with, you know, growing up in this in this. Right. I mean, all, all sequels are going to have that structural difference, like, right? Especially ones where, like, the be the first one is about people coming together and the second one, they're already together. So, but I'm, <clears> what I mean as far as, like, structurally being similar, I suppose I just mean the obstacles that they face aren't that different. Mm. And the outcome of the, uh, of the things that happen and, like, the pace. Yeah. Okay, I get what you're saying, but... I, have you seen Happy Death Day 2? No, I haven't seen either of those okay, so because that, neither interested me. If you did see them, then maybe you'd be like, maybe you kind of understand what I'm trying to say a little bit better. Um, mm. I, I just don't know. I don't want to really spoil spoil Happy Death Day or Happy Death Day 2 because they're also, I mean, Happy Death Day 2 is still Groundhog Day, but a horror movie where the girl keeps getting killed. Yes, basically. Um, but that's what the first one is. That's yeah. what the first one is. The second one is not that whatsoever. I have seen the, the ending one, to the first one. I the do know the... One, the second one is more similar to like Back to the Future. Than it is Groundhog Day, whereas the first one is very similar to Groundhog Day. Mm. The second one has a very Back to the Future vibe to it, and those two are even though they both deal with time travel, obviously, right? Back to the Future and Groundhog Day. I mean, they deal with it in very different ways. That's um, an interesting way to put it. Like I've never considered Groundhog Day a, tr a time travel. Oh, movie. it's for sure a time travel. Movie. I guess it is yeah. in a way, but it's just a very small. It's a very simple way of time travel that doesn't really. <laughs> Yeah. At least on the surface of pure, I don't think it's paradoxical, but it is time travel. It's like it's because he goes forward and then goes back, and like I've mm -hmm. that's a type of time travel. I, I guess it is. It's just funny to me. I've like never. I I feel like most people, if you said like name a time travel movie, you wouldn't, you think wouldn't of Groundhog get, Day, huh? But you wouldn't think of Groundhog Day. No. but I think it counts for sure. I yeah, I guess it does. Um, but I mean, we saw. I think the variations of Groundhog Day are really interesting because you get like Edge of Tomorrow, which is like Groundhog Day, but an action sci-fi movie. Um. And then you get Happy Death Day, which is like Groundhog Day, but it's a horror movie. I think, I mean, even though that sounds gimmicky when you say it that way, I think both Edge of Tomorrow and Happy Death Day kind of bring something new to that, especially by way of tone. Because mm -hmm. even though Happy Death Day is kind of has a similar tone to Groundhog Day, more similar than Edge of Tomorrow, Happy Death Day still kind of 
I think it's Jessica Roth who brings who plays the main girl from Happy Death Day. Mm. She brings a lot of that yeah. differentiation to that genre. Okay. Um, I don't know. I one thing I think Zombieland Two excels at. It's a very funny movie, and it's fu- yeah, it's funnier, sure. I, I funnier than laughed. the first. I definitely laughed. I don't know if I would say funnier than the first because I I did watch the first recently actually on Netflix. Um, it's on Netflix. Yeah, or at least it was when I watched it. But I don't I don't I don't know if I could compare the two because theater experiences also tend to be like more funny because mm-hmm. you're with other people. Because I saw I saw Zombieland Two with a whole bunch of people. Yeah. Um, and so I was Me watching too. it with them and like laughing with them like because you're along with other people so like they're laughing so you're laughing at them yeah. laughing and then they're laughing at you laughing and then everyone just starts laughing even more that's kind of the experience when it's a funny move when it's even a base funny mm-hmm. like the very minimum of funny if it's accomplishing that and you're with people who make you laugh it kind of ramps it up and makes it feel like it's yeah. more funny than it actually is yeah, so like that's the kind like of the experience that i had with this movie because i watched it and i was like i was like wow i laughed a lot and then afterwards i think about it both a that wasn't really that funny i was laughing more at like the experience i was having and b the movie as a whole is just not that great i thought the absolute ending of it like the very last thing they show which they cut they start doing the credits and then they show a scene at the end and then they keep going with the credits i think that was probably my favorite part of the whole thing because that was the funniest um but there were many jokes in it that i thought were really really good the first one. There are some clever jokes, and there are also some not so clever jokes. It, it's a movie. Well, it's a movie where a lot of the jokes you really have to watch the first one. This is not that a is, sequel. That, is, that, that is, is another problem with it that I don't like. Well, I mean, that you have to know. I mean, I think the best sequel is you're able to watch by by without having seen the first one, mm-hmm. but it's still the experience is still better if you have seen the first one yeah. i know that's kind of a weird dynamic to have because it's both better and less than if you've seen the first it's, one. It's, but like it's i think that it's a to, it's yeah. a very tough balance to get and this one leans much more heavily on the you Gotta have to have seen the first one side of it i just saw the jane silent bob movie reboot which i thought was great yeah. but i watched as a double feature because i've really not seen a ton of kevin smith movies i've seen dogma which i loved and uh that's pretty much it for his movies but then they did Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, which is like the first one that's specifically about Jane Silent Bob. Mm-hmm. And then they right away there's like a little intermission, and then right away they go to the new one, the reboot one. And I was so happy that they did it as a double feature because um, I I was is it the same kind of thing? Well, I, yeah, I would have been lost. There were yeah. so many jokes I would have missed. That's probably if, why they did it. Well, that well, did also, they did they show it by its? I don't I don't know. What do you mean? Did they, did they have showings of just the sequel? Because when I no. was looking up showings, it was only the two of them together. Well, it, it's no. They, I, I'm pretty sure it was pretty much. It was pretty much entirely just the double the, feature. The double feature. See, that's interesting to me. But because but, that kind of feels like the studio and even the creative forces behind it knew they can't see this without having seen the first one. But it's also like uh, if you're a fan of the first one, you're going to go see reboot. You're not just yeah. go, dropping into it like whatever. I I um. It seemed like the audience was really chill with that, and they were having just a good time watching the older one. I mean, it just seems like one of those movies you can just sit down and have have a good time at. And then the sequel was tonally right there, and it was it was solid. This in Double Tap, I felt it it was a lot like that, where you really need to see the first one. But so what? The first one's a great movie too. They're both awesome, and they're fun, fun, more lighthearted versions of kind of a Walking Dead sort of you know, zombie apocalypse scenario. 
or I should actually say Fear the Walking Dead because it's really close to the beginning, like of the, of the apocalypse. The first movie is only days into it. Yeah, this one's years after, but you know, I think it's is it exactly ten years after? Because that's how long the movies were. F- pretty much. From. I mean, I, 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 I don't know. Maybe it might be exactly that long. Um, but it's it's been. Yeah, it, it, they tried to do a show for Zombieland um, well, in like 2013. I think it was originally conceived as a show mm-hmm. before the first movie actually came out. I think you might be right on and that. And then they reworked it into a movie. But I think, I think I don't know this for sure, but I, where did I hear this? I heard that they actually made the pilot. They did. I watched it. It's a short one. With, it, with other actors, obviously. Yeah. And it was terrible. The pilot's not and bad. Then, I mean, like, it's it's a short, like, little... I mean, I haven't seen it, so I can't really speak to it, but I just it, heard that it it's was really like, bad. If I saw the right pilot, but I, I, I know I have seen this video before, and then I rewatched it actually today. It was like five minutes, and it's this guy and this other girl. They're at an office building, and they're just – he's having a really bad day, and he's complaining about it to her, and they're like – they have desks like across from each other. And behind them, in the in the window behind them, is like a zombie attacking a dude, and the dude's fighting back against the zombie. So it's like that's what you're watching while this guy's complaining and is totally oblivious. Like nobody in the, in the building's aware of what's happening outside behind them. Yeah. And yeah, it's just it's this dude fighting a zombie off, and then he gets bit and he gets turned, and then he like right at the end, it's like. The guy at the cubicle is like, you know, how could this day get any worse? And right then, the zombie, which had been charging towards the window, yeah. like the second before that, slams through the window and it like cuts. So it's 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 funny, and I can see how it would be good. And I I think it would have worked better in the in you know the early 2010s than it would now because I feel like everybody's a little zombied out from everything. You know, Fear the Walking Dead was definitely not as successful as Walking Dead. Walking Dead is slowly like waning. Um, I mean, I heard Walking Dead stop being interesting like three or four or five seasons ago. But people still watch from it. It's I, one of the biggest it, shows. Yeah. I just heard that from from just kind of the people that I follow. It's just not. I I never watch it because I I don't really like zombies to begin with. But I do like zombie movies. Like I really love Shaun of the Dead. Um, that's funny. That's Sha- a good one. Well, Shaun of the Dead has the, the difference it. that this one doesn't have in that Shaun of the Dead has a fantastic story. I. I there's a great example too, like the opening scene once the zombies start going about, you know, where he's just totally oblivious to everything, when he's like goes to the the gas station or whatever to pick up some groceries and like he d- totally doesn't notice that, um, you know, everything's everything's kind of gone bad. Um, but yeah, uh, this movie I want to surmise the the plot a bit here. Yeah, for yeah. for Zombieland Double Tap, so. Uh, the main four characters all kind of settled down in Washington, D.C. They kind of made the White House like their home and they got, they, they're they having fun with it. And Little Rock decides to um, run off and kind of make her way in in life because she feels alone. She has nobody like, you know, Columbus has, um, oh, what's her name? Emma Stone's character. What's her What's her town name? I couldn't tell you. I, okay, so Columbus has the girlfriend, and Tallahassee's just like a father figure. Wichita, it's Wichita. Wichita. So and, Columbus has Wichita, and Tallahassee is well, yeah, just and, like the father figure to, to yeah. Little Rock. And well, Little he Rock, thinks he's yeah. the father figure, and she yeah. doesn't really see it that way. Yeah, is what is what the conflict is. Well, I mean, and that's a deeper thing too, like because he's still lost his kid in the whole zombie apocalypse, so he he kind of has the need for a child, I think, still, and 
that's one thing. They really didn't talk about it much in this movie at all, actually. <laughs> like, his his only real background was him talking about his, like, Native American roots, apparently. <laughs> Which is just, the way that they did it was kind of funny. Yeah. But, um, that was that was a good payoff bit there when they talked well, about right, his. Right, that's what like, I was kind of trying to hint at earlier. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, she runs off, and they kind of go to find her and to bring her back. And, and uh Meet some people along the way. Hijinks ensue. Yeah, okay, and so how do you? What do you feel about Zoe Deutsch in this? She's the one at the. She plays motel. the. Yeah, she. Pl- no, no, no. She plays the the. Madison. Madison. Okay. For I thought she was really funny. Yeah, I, I think thought, she's really funny too. I here's I my really, thought, I really and I like think her. it's pretty I've obvious, but I'm pretty sure she like has no idea that they're talking. Like their names are towns. I think her name's actually like her character name actually is Madison. actually Madison. Not actually Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah, not Madison, Wisconsin, or wherever else. I'm sure there's more than just Madison, Wisconsin. But yeah, I think I think she's that's just straight up her name. I think she was very I funny. I think that's kind of the joke. That's, yeah, that's got to be the joke, right? Well, the joke is that she's dumb. Like that well, she's no, right, but that's the joke. Dumb her, and hot. She's named that way on pos- on purpose. Yeah, like that. yeah. Well, to to work that in, and she just wouldn't know. But it also is like a really good name for a character like that. Like your name almost could have been like Chloe or you know something yeah, like that. Yeah, but Madison or, is actually a town name. Yeah, she could be a girl's name. So it works. It works in a lot of different ways. I thought she was very funny. She was one of the better parts of this. Um, again, I really like how they brought in some new characters because I don't think if this movie would have just stayed the four of them, it would have been as good as it was. I and I know the first one had Bill Murray in it a little bit, but that was about yeah. it. Like everybody else that they throw in is just like kill. There the, aren't really any other kill of the week. Yeah. yeah, people or background people that are something's happening to them for a second, and it's like a flashback or kind of a. Um, yeah, that a reminds me. That it's reminds me of my favorite part of this entire movie. The what? My favorite part of this entire movie is the part with. The dummies and the tower. The, 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 the. Okay, so kill, you know kill you know of the year. No, yeah, we're not yeah, gonna spoil okay. it. Kill I'm of the not year. gonna spoil it, but it's it's hilarious. It like I was rolling in the theater. Really? That yeah. was the one that. Oh, that I thought, was. The, I, thought that I thought that was last the funniest scene. thing. I thought the last scene, the very last scene, once the credits are gone. That yeah. I thought that was thought, the funniest part. I thought that was funny, but I mean the the thing with the the thing that I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. Caught me totally off guard because I I. The way they frame it, they it's, frame it's what I'm talking about mm-hmm. completely out of frame. So you think it's going to be one thing, and then mm-hmm. it g- turns out to be something completely else, which is completely ludicrous and makes absolutely and zero, zero sense whatsoever. But I, it, it was still funny. It's still funny because it's, it's none, a campy, none of the movie makes yeah, any sense. The movie's so, not meant to be like super serious and super. Yeah. Realistic. But there, there is, that is again, like compare. It's hard for me not to compare these things in my mind. So, like, you compare this to something like Shaun of the Dead, which has almost into I think I'm, oh, it's it's literal plot makes sense from start to finish. It, like, it it works. It sets up rules. It follows those rules. It doesn't introduce like any any extraneous elements. Whereas mm. this, there's so much extra fat on here because like all they introduce all these different types of zombies. They waste probably ten minutes at the beginning of the movie. No, it's not introduce- ten minutes. They they throw th- it's three new zombies. You got the Homer, the Ninja, and the Hawking. And that's it. And that those are the only new ones. And those the Homer one is dumb. The, the Hawking one, one is smart. But both and- of those is that all there is? I feel yeah, like there's that's one all, more. No, that's all there is. But they, oh, but and they, the T-800s, but those but are those, like the, Those are actually part of the movie, but the, the other ones aren't really part of the movie at all. The only one that comes back is the Homer. And so the ninja. It, does the ninja come back at all? And and the Hawking. They all do. 
Yeah, the ninja comes back. I, I'll tell you after because it's they, a spoiler of a scene if I explain to you exactly where it is. Sure, but. even if they do, though, I feel like they're just they're just unnecessary. They, they spend a lot of time explaining these this world building, and it's world building that's not really that interesting either. It, and I, that's a, the, I found this really interesting that the writers, directors, and producers of this movie also produced Deadpool 2, Venom. I could believe the Deadpool 2. Venom was a different... And I, I, it was very tonally different. Venom, and there's one more, I feel like. But either, regardless, those are all movies, to me, that have really interesting character work and characters who you like and are funny, but on a structural and plot level just completely fall apart to me. Mm. Like Deadpool 2 and, and Venom both, I think they're both really funny, and I really like Tom Hardy and Venom, and I really like Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool, but... As far as their story and plot, they just are complete nonsense. They're like structurally, like each of them has like this 40 minute start to them that is just trying super inefficient world building and character and story building throughout both those two movies. And I think the same thing happens here. Like they have this, they have really good characters and they know how to tell a joke. But as far as actually telling a story, none of these three movies, Zombieland, Dead, Zombieland 2, Deadpool, I think including the first Zombieland, um, and Venom all are not super great as movies as a whole compared to, again, something like Shaun of the Dead. I'm going to keep bringing that because Shaun of the Dead is like a, the perfect zombie movie to me because they don't know how to tell a story and you can't have a great movie without a great story. Hmm. I didn't have too much of an issue with the story. I, wh- I wasn't going into it expecting like a, a, a story that was going to, you know, knock my socks off. Well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm expecting that, but I'm just saying like you have to have it introduces these story elements that it doesn't have to that drag it down and and distract from the funny elements like venom does the same thing they, venom introduces all these different elements of of eddie brock's life and the and the and the villain and he's got like the villain they take and venom himself like they all have like these super long lead-ups to the actual things that we want to see and it takes literally the first half of the movie to get to that stuff that's actually funny. It's just they add all these elements in that they don't have to. I'm not saying I'm expecting a great story, but you just cut, cut off the fat to I, get to the point where we have stuff that we enjoy and then make a – you can have a mediocre – I mean, you don't – it's better if they, you don't have a meteor, mediocre story. But if you have a mediocre story that doesn't have this access to it, that's what I would like from a movie like this. I, I agree Which with I think you the on first the- Zombie Land does accomplish. I agree with you on the, the Deadpool one. I don't agree with you on the Venom one. I think – you and I have very different opinions on the Venom one. I think Venom is more structurally flawed than Deadpool is, and mm. Deadpool 2 is very structurally flawed, in my opinion. But, um, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the Deadpool movies. You go see them just for... I see those for the same reason you go see, like, a Transformers movie just for the fun of it. But um, I do not have fun at Transformers movies. <laughs> I had fun at the first three Transformers movies. After that, no. Um, yeah, w- without Shia, why even try You know, that's my saying for those. Um, if they ever brought him back, I'd, they'd get my ticket, but, um, yeah. So let, I, I can tell you didn't really like this that much. Me and the person I went with, we had fun at it. We both enjoyed it. We thought it was funny. I, I really liked the changes that they did with the story. I didn't mind them implementing new zombies. I can, I can believe that. I don't mind them implementing new zombies. I just think they need to involve them with the story more and have them be more impactful because otherwise it's just wasted time. Well, they did it so that the the T800 zombies like the the really super ones 
it's so that they're not the only ones that have come out of the evolution of the virus. It's not just them. You also have the homers and you have the ninjas and you have the hawkings. I and guess, yeah, that makes sense to me, but they, I feel like you can, if you have just the homers, the homer bit is fine. I, I think that's because they bring that up enough and it's like, it's very simple. Yeah. You don't have, it doesn't require a lot of setup. But, I will agree the, that the, the ninja, ninja one, the ninja and hawking jokes requires, that's the, that's what I'm talking about. It's the same thing with venom and Deadpool. They require so much setup that by the time the joke comes in, it's not a funny enough joke and it's so much setup that it just that wastes so much time that it just makes the experience lesser. The Ninja one, you're right. That that one really wasn't used enough. The Hawkings one, they could have tried to do some other things with that, but they um, kind of missed out on that. The Ninja one had a purpose, but the Hawkings one really didn't. It just, you know, oh, that one climbed a ladder, like... I think I know what you're. I think I remember where the ninja comes in. Okay, it was um, right around with like the where I'm saying with again, the, climb the it, again. You can just have that be a regular zombie. Yes, you're right. That one definitely didn't need to be like that. And one thing I don't inherently think of when I'm thinking zombies is like stealthy. Well, I can't I, even think of. I can't even think of where the the the, uh, the hawking came in, other than the very beginning. Um, when it, when they are they're fighting, there's a big fight scene, and uh, Columbus is on top of. A vehicle and it climbs up to the top of the vehicle yeah no that, I, that I, was I, that's the only example i can think of yeah i can't i don't even think, somebody no, yells into him that. it's and during that same fight scene that's oh, when the ninja comes in yeah. i'll i'll okay yeah I'll explain that's it. not the time i was thinking of um okay then we're thinking of different yeah parts but but we can let's we can, get on to scores then because yeah. yeah so first impression i liked it I had a good time. It wasn't like a nine. I'd definitely say it's a solid eight. It's a very easy one for me on this. It was an eight. Is you know, once it gets down, once things start getting down in the sevens, I'm starting to not enjoy it that much. This one I enjoyed enough to get an eight. Um, I, yeah. So I probably walked out of this with a six. Okay. Which would have made my top twenty of the year, but I think I'm down to about a five, mm. just as a whole. Because I five for me is like a lot of fives I enjoy watching. It's just as a whole, it's just like this is just just doesn't compare. Mm. Um, something that I also gave a five this year that I probably did like better than Zombieland Two was uh, Dora, the the Dora live action Dora, which was also really funny. Um, but that has like the opposite problem. It has a great setup that works really well, and like towards the back half of the middle, and then. The end kind of just loses its way because it doesn't really have anywhere else to go. Mm. Uh, but as far hey, as... Hey, but Tamar Morrison's in it. Django Fett. <laughs> tomorrow Mor- Is he... Who, who does he play? I, know? Dude, I have no idea. I didn't go and watch a Dora movie. But you know that he's in it, you though? Know, you know what I was watching while you were watching a Dora movie? I was watching The Art of Racing in the Rain. Okay. Oh, tomorrow Morrison is the... I think he's the bad guy. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> he, um... Yeah, I... I He's close to being one of those actors I would watch pretty much anything with him in it, but uh, other than other than Star Wars and maybe Green Lantern, I really ne- I mean, and I don't love Green Lantern, but I do know he's in it. And he's I was in like Aquaman, apparently. Yeah, he's his dad. He's Arthur Curry's dad. Oh yeah, he's that's the lighthouse right. He keeper. is. He is. You're right. Yeah. He's also in Moana, which I have no idea who he Isn't plays. He, he also plays, her dad. He yeah he what? is he plays Chief <laughs> Dewey. But I mean, the dude is like. He's in, I'm pretty sure he's from New Zealand. That's so, I mean, he kind is of from New Zealand. Cool call for them to, you know, put him in that since Moana's all about the Maori stuff and just plays a bunch of dads. 
<laughs> well, he's also in um, what is that love re- re- retreat or, lo- or something like that or couples retreat? Couples retreat. Is, yeah, he's in yeah. that, and I hate that movie. That's one of my least favorite movies ever made. Um, because it's so dumb and and just a waste of time and effort and. Like cool, hey, here's here's an awesome sandals like resort, and it's also about people who you know. I, you know what? I'm not even gonna get into it. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, getting way off. Yeah, so for my for my first impression, I'm giving this a five. Five. Uh, I think just recently fell off my top twenty of the year, uh, mostly because I just saw a whole bunch of great movies. Mm. Uh, uh, so let's move on to story. Okay. Story, I would say. Hmm. I think the story is about a ooh, between a six and a seven. Talk me up or down here. I'm I would say I would say six, unless it's got like because six for me, my six is like just okay. Yeah. Whereas seven has some like positive element, like more than regu- more than average elements. No, it's to a it. six. Then. Okay, yeah, you're right. Uh, it, it it is okay. Yeah, it's not so- it's not amazing, but it's not bad. I would I, say I was I was all right with it. I, I didn't really have any issues. Four, this is probably a four for me. Might be a five, but I just feel like there's not like I was. I keep the more I think about it, the more it's like that wasn't needed, that wasn't needed, that wasn't needed. There's just there's just there's, there's an acceptable there's a passable story here. There's a five or six passable in here somewhere. I just don't think it it it's what ended up being there. You, you know what I feel like we I should I think I think do. that might be more editing than anything. Mm. Um and I but I feel like the these director this director and writer and producer they all kind of have this weird feel together that I that I've got from all of their movies that I've seen. And it's just I don't know if that that's the reason why or, or whatever it is, but I think this is this is a four for me. You know and what? And I think and I think when you do a hangout movie like this, mm-hmm. a movie that is not plot oriented i think editing is the biggest pro like the biggest issue the biggest way that you kind of got to make it feel mm. that way like i think uh i just watched oceans 12 that's a that's an example of a like a, ha- a hangout movie that's trying to be less plot oriented than the, than its predecessor that is another example of a sequel that's going in a completely different I, direction I than its to. original I've, i started watching half of that and then i it was on TV, and then yeah. something came up, and I couldn't finish it. But I did want to watch the right, rest and of it. so it was interesting. It's enough. completely different from the first one because it doesn't mm-hmm. really want to have a plot. It's just kind of like let's hang out with these characters, which is fine. But again, I think it's the editing that's what makes it suffer. Like it's it's it could Ocean's Twelve could have been a great movie and a hangout movie, even though it is different from the original. It's kind of trying to do something new. Yeah, but it just kind of like. F- the editing makes it fall off. And then Ocean's 13 goes back to the formula of the first movie, and so then it becomes formulaic of the first movie, even though it tries to, like, use that formula to make it feel more solid than Ocean's 12. They, and pulled, it's a, got, they pulled a Star Wars on that one. <laughs> when you, actually, and, you But know, Ocean's I'm, 13 does have... Uh, uh, who does Ocean's 13 have? Is it... I don't even know. Is it Al Pacino or Robert De Niro? It's one of them. Why can I not remember? <laughs> because nobody watched Ocean's 13. It was too many numbers to count. <laughs> That's why they brought. Okay, it, it's Al Pacino. I didn't want to say Robert De Niro and be yeah. like, "Wow, I, I, like I would think I would have heard." I, I feel about really him. bad about how confused I get between those two. Like it, <laughs> they should not be confused. But whenever I think of either one of them, I have to. Th- I always have to think, just to like reaffirm. Because normally I have like just the actor on the tip of my tongue. And I I spit it out. But like with those, it's like I have to think about it for like a couple of seconds. And like, okay, this is who it is. Like you think Raging Bull. Okay, it's. Not Al Pacino, right? Not it's not Robert De Niro. It's Robert De Niro. Yes. Okay. 
Oh my gosh. That's a Michael Scott in that episode of The Office. He gets he get, he calls uh, he's like Raging Bull, Al Pacino. Mm. Yeah, he gets him confused. Uh, but Raging Bull is another great movie that I need to see again. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, all right. I, I yeah, one thing uh, I think oh, we my should. Story. I, did I say did I say my score for story? I said four, four right? Yeah, yeah, four. Uh, acting is the next category. I just want to say one thing. I feel like with movies that are, you know, part part or all the way comedies, if we review them, we should almost have like a subcategory for the comedy. Well, that's you what know? that's the that's what the effect category is for. I guess, but I feel like specifically pointing because out if, is, if effect, the comedy of that comedy movie is good. Well, is, that's why the effect category is is called effect. It's supposed to be broad because with with its effect, it's supposed to be the intention of the movie. And whether or not it achieves that intention as far as like making you feel or laugh. Like it, because some movies don't want to make you laugh. And so that means that they have to succeed in other areas. And the effect category is supposed, the effect category is supposed to judge whether or not the movie accomplishes its intended effect. Did you? And this movie's intended effect is to make you laugh. So the effect category should be, yeah. did it make you laugh or not? And my score yeah. for that category will probably be pretty high. Yeah. Did you see The Dictator? No, I have not seen The Dictator. That is one of the funniest movies I think I've ever seen, and I feel like that one is definitely an example of like a 10 out of 10. The first joke that, the first seconds of the movie is the first joke, and already I was laughing at that. Like, it is one of the most solid comedic movies I've ever seen. It's got an okay story, but the jokes in that land so well, and it's just such a great, great movie. I mean, I I Uh. feel like that's just... I've I kind of know of it. You need to watch it. I, I would love like to watch that. With I just you. feel like it's not my type of humor. Okay, well, I, I would love to watch it with you. But all right, um, so next category then. Acting is the next category. I didn't have any issues really with the acting. I I thought it was it was solid. I I think. I don't know. I it wasn't like amazing. There were definitely some people who I think. Uh, could have been a little better, but. Like Berkeley could have been a little better, I think, but overall it wasn't terrible. I don't know, definitely not ten out of ten acting for me, but um, I don't know seven. Yeah, I think the performances are a lot of what makes the comedy work here. Not yeah, all of it, I mean, but it's it's Tallahassee. Part of it. Tallahassee and Columbus were fine. Uh, Little Rock was okay. I mean, she's not in it in the movie as you know a ton. Um. Madison was really was really solid. I thought. I think I think Zoe Deutsch plays Madison. Yeah, is the be- like the best performance in this movie because yeah, she kind of she for somehow man. brings this weird depth to the dumb the dumb blonde archetype. Yeah, uh, and I don't really know how to put my finger on it, but I think she, first of all she's just a great actress. I think I really loved a lot of her the stuff that she. Yeah, every in. every scene she's in and she's got a line in. I I I, I enjoyed. Yeah, I mean, even stuff I've, that I've seen from her that I didn't really like, uh, Set It Up was not a great movie, but I really liked her in it. Uh, Everybody Wants Some was a Richard Linklater movie that I kind of enjoyed, but she's fantastic in. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I just really like her as an actress. But she's probably the best part of this, and that's when she's going up against four Academy Award nominees. Yeah. Well, but they're and a- awarded of, that for very different types of movies. For sure, for sure. But but I mean, their their academy, their awards caliber actors, um, in one way or another. And she, I don't. I'm, how many how many of them got those awards after they did Zombie Land the first one? Uh, I think all of them. Okay, so there's the difference. You you had a set crew that that originally didn't have those, 
And then to do the sequel, you have to get them back. It's almost a requirement at that right. point I if you're like, going to use the same characters. I'm so, kind of wondering how Emma Stone is not very good in this movie. And I think it's because I can tell that she doesn't really care. And that, I mean, part of that, obviously, <laughs> I, no, that's, I know what you're talking, obviously yeah. that's her character. But I also feel like I'm not getting Her heart just wasn't in it. I don't know. I just, I, I didn't really connect to her. She just feels like she's phoning it in and which she doesn't yeah. really ever do. Yep. No, I, I actually can totally agree with that. But like, I, I Emma felt Stone like and Jesse Eisenberg are like up I, there I, as far I, as today's actors go for me. Like, because they've been in so many of my favorite movies, like The Social Network and La La Land are like up there for me. And those are both the performances they got nominated for. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and those both won. also happened after Zombieland. Yeah, yeah, she won. He did not. I think who won? You know who I like more in, in Social Network than Jesse Eisenberg? Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield is also fantastic in The Social Network. I, yeah. I love both of them so much. And um, in in my heart, he's my Spider Man. <laughs> Everybody's all about Tom Holland now or Tobey Maguire. No, Andrew Garfield. I know that's not did, the most did, popular no, thing. No, I did. But I, I did really like Spider-Man. him as Spider Man. Andrew Garfield. I think. I, I mean, people <clears throat> say it all the time, but he is also he's very old for the part, and I think it shows. And there's a reason why people say it all the time. I just it just I, I don't know if it bears repeating. But. I feel like. Venom and the, and the Amazing Spider-Man ones with Andrew Garfield should have been all part of the same universe, not separate. I feel like if they're going to do a, a Venom Spider-Man tie-in movie or whatever where they're both in there now with the with the Tom Holland Venom or not Tom uh, uh, um, not Tom, Tom Hardy Tom Hardy sorry uh, Tom Hardy Venom and and they should have Andrew Garfield as as the Spider-Man come back like for one more movie or something. I would love that. That would that would be how you'd make that really special for me, but <laughs> um yeah, so acting um yeah, it wasn't it wasn't amazing. You definitely are right about Emma Stone in in this where she did did feel like she was just kind of there for the for the I mean, I don't blame her either. It's a zombie movie. And it wasn't and really about of, her. She I was mean, a very secondary character. And I don't want to say like she's above this but she's kind of above this like she's she's been in so many like great movies that like she i mean i don't want to blame her for feeling like she has got better things she to do. voluntarily chose to do with this movie so i mean she decided to do it yes so she should at least probably like she should have put her best foot forwards instead of just right i mean it. i and, and we don't know the 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 actual story about it mm-hmm. the story behind it but but from it what does, we can tell, we both it is, noticed it. It does show, and yeah. I don't want to blame or not blame her for it. Yeah, because I right. don't know what actually happened. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So my score for what did you give a score for acting? Yeah, I think it's a seven. Seven. Okay. Uh, acting for me is probably going to be a yeah. six. At Actually, I think, you know, knock mine down to a six. I'm sorry. You're okay. right about the Emma Stone thing, and it could that could have been better. Yeah, so I think six is, like, right in the middle of the road, yep. and I think Zoe Deutsch is a little bit above that, and I think, honestly, everyone else is a little bit below that, so I think kind of evens out. Tallahassee. Is that, well, Woody, I, Woody Harrelson was fine. Woody Harrelson, yeah, they're either at it or a little bit below it. So, like, Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg are about at middle of the road, and she's a little bit above it, so it kind of all evens out at the end. I, right, towards the middle. And, and, I, and like I said before, the performances. Add to the comedy a lot, so you got to give him props for that. Madison, yeah, Madison and Tallahassee, I think, were the only two really fun things. Like, I think Tallahassee was always the most interesting character in the first one, and he was always the most fun to watch. And I feel like in this one, it's the same thing. He doesn't have his Twinkie obsession. I, I just realized that, like, totally didn't even mention it in this one. That was like his, one of his big character flaws in the first one. He was obsessed with Twinkies, and this one, he just doesn't have it, which is. 
weird. I thought they were going to at least bring it up like once, but they totally didn't. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. Next um, category. On to look and feel. Oh, I thought that was really good. I, I liked it a lot in this movie. Um, right there with the old, with the classic one. Um, yeah, I, I think it would get an eight okay. for me. I think this is for uh, the most seven, 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 okay. seven, because sometimes the visual the day, effects the were not great. They don't bring my computer in, so I can't just erase it, and I have to like scribble it on my. I'm sorry, and I use the fan. No, it's all right. Um, I think this movie, for the most part, just looks like a generic zombie movie. It does add some some cool flourishes in with the the graphics and the way the graphics kind of interact with the characters. Uh, but again, they did the exact same thing in the first movie, so it's just kind of a rehash of that. And it's kind of a lot... So there are times where it's more distracting than it is actually interesting. But it is a, an attempt to, sh- to differentiate itself from a typical from, from a typical movie. But the, the, on the whole, it's just very generic. It looks like what any other zombie movie would look like. Not... there. Your favorite scene or your favorite like comedy moment yeah. that you were telling me... That was a scene that looked really bad to me. And now that I... Oh, that's, yeah, it that's doesn't what, look real. That it does one, not look real. But, I mean, that scene, like, really took me out of it for a moment. I was like, whoa. I, luckily, I got back into it pretty fast because then they start throwing some exposition, like, right after that, so you have to kind of focus up again and pay attention. But that that moment really just threw me. Yeah. I, and that kind of was bad. I mean, the rest of the graphics were fine with with overall animation for some of the zombie kills and everything. My the person I went to uh, with this movie said that there was something weird about that opening fight scene. But I mean, this isn't really that big of a spoiler. You can see it in the yeah, you can see it in the trailer. It, but when they're when they're fighting to get into the to the White House and yeah. they're in that in that field, um, uh, he said there was something a little wonky about that. But I don't know if that was just him sitting in the front fr- front row or the, what. But I, I don't even know. I didn't does notice. the blood look kind of CGI? Like the does the blood look CG'd to you? No, this one, it's in, this it's one in didn't slow mo. So no, the, the, so I think that might be the reason why that the, it just kind of looks not. I don't know if it looks <clears throat> if it is CG blood or not. The the only movie I can ever think of where I've had an issue with CG blood and it was so blatant was Three Hundred uh, Rise of an Empire. Yeah, that was the I think, worst CG blood I think I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah, blood almost. I think generally I like blood when it's practical, mm-hmm. but someone who does CG blood really really well is david fincher what movie uh in i saw a youtube clip from girl with the dragon tattoo he uses Mm. cg blood there specifically but like fight club um specifically fight club but he he uses cg blood because he loves to do a bunch of takes and when if you have practical blood yeah you can't do a bunch of takes you have to keep resetting and he wants to get as many takes as as humanly possible because that's just his directing style so he has to do cg blood and because he has to do cg blood he wants it to look great because he wants his movies all look so slick Mm. that's kind of like his directorial image and so the cg blood can't look like crap so he basically like oversees that entire pro i don't know if he oversees it but like he makes sure that it looks excellent and it does i can think of actually a movie where like i said 300 rise of an empire worst cg blood i've ever seen worst practical blood i've ever seen and i mean i I haven't seen a million movies where i've been paying attention to it worst practical one was in yeah this isn't something you typically pay attention to honestly it's kind of like something you have to look back on because you're not you don't normally like notice it while it's happening i did in this case so for practical Mm -hmm. frankenstein's army it's the beginning of the third act 
it, it's a horror movie from 2013 about it's a it's one of those found footage movies. It's a World War II one where these Russian soldiers are it's right at the end of the war, like April 1945. So these Russian soldiers are pushing into Germany and Poland and they come across Dr. Frankenstein's lair, who Dr. Frankenstein in this case was a scientist who was hired by the Nazis to reanimate dead soldiers, mix them with machines. So he makes like this these, sounds a lot like Overlord. It was Overlord long before Overlord was made. It sounds like literally the exact but same movie as Overlord. It's, it is different. Did you, did you ever see Overlord? I've seen enough of okay. it to know that, that I can tell you it is different. Overlord's more of like a zombie sort of thing. This is not necessarily zombie. It's more like built monsters mixed with machines. And it's it's different. Though that's, Overlord that's a, that's had something what, that was... Overlord is more kind of like mechanically engineered zombies yes, than they are. Yes, but there's nothing that needs to be injected for the, it to start happening. Okay? No, that's what it is. They inject I, them. I know. That's not what I'm talking about oh, here. Oh, you're saying it's he's, not he's, that. You, yeah, he's not doing that. He's like, okay, so these, these zombies are not even zombies. They're just monsters. They're like created and they're more mechanical and like actually like a Frankenstein style, like static electricity to bring them back into life. Um, but there was there there was a scene at the last section or one of the last beginning of the third act where there's some blood on the floor and somebody's like wheeling a cart of dead bo- of dead body parts if if I'm remembering correctly and it looked pink it was the lighting and something like that but it yeah. actually came in and it like the light was hitting it just right and it looked pink well and lighting I couldn't believe it well lighting is a huge part of CG yeah well when you have the, the lighting wrong because you're mm-hmm. obviously doing it in a computer yeah so you have to get the lighting right. In the computer to be the same as it is when you shoot because the, the stuff that you're CGing is not actually there. So you're not getting the lighting. But this on, was a practical scene. blood thing. It was like they they put it out on the floor a little bit, and the way because they were probably right, in like right, a barn right, yeah. or some place, it was hitting it, and it was it looked pink for a scene. And I was like, so Come they must on. have just gotten the wrong colored blood then. That or it just just circumstance, but you know, it was in, it was noticeable. I in, I, I, in Psycho, uh, Alfred Hitchcock used I think chocolate syrup for the blood in the shower scene. I think that's what it was. Um, well, but I know Looney Tunes tell, made fun of that. Obviously, you can't tell because it's in black and white, and it looks pretty good. Looney Tunes used oil, now that I think about it. Bugs Bunny um, did this. Like but my score for look and feel, I think, is probably a five-four-four. Four. There's just It's just so boring. Like, it's just not... There's nothing interesting about it whatsoever to me, mm. but it's also not actively distracting. So I think four is a decent score for that. This is a movie I love to look at the backgrounds and see what they're doing with it. That's where I pay attention most of the look and feel because I like to see how they're world building. And this one, besides the one scene where I was saying that doesn't look great, it was it was okay to all right, but it wasn't like anything great that I saw. And I think the whole tower thing that is a part of the, the story with like the Babylon thing, it it um it looked okay, but it wasn't great. Um, yeah. I yeah. already gave you my score, so, right? So, yeah, you did. Okay, so, so let's move one. on to effect. I thought the comedy so this, was really this, good. In this case, it's going to be like basically, Mostly did comedy, you yeah. laugh or not? I did. How much and how much did it make you laugh? A decent amount. Yeah. I I did I did also. Definitely more than average. And um, it was it was good. I, I laughed more from this movie than I did the first one. I think it definitely does comedy better I think better I probably did too, one. but again, that's like I said before, it probably is a lot of yeah. the people who I was with. But, I mean, if a movie's funny, you should still be laughing if it's the first time you see it, uh, whether you're with people or not. And I definitely do at certain movies. So um, the funniest movies I've ever seen were funniest. I was watching by myself, and they were just super great. Like like I said, Borat, The yeah. Dictator. Um, yeah, there, there was a whole bunch. Um, yeah, for sure. But I, I'm just saying this movie in particular, if I watched it by myself, I don't think I would laugh at it as much. 
Uh, but there are movies that do do that also, where you you do watch it by yourself and you still do laugh a ton. Like I saw uh, Taika, speak, Taika Waititi, who just directed Jojo Rabbit, which mm-hmm. I just saw yesterday. He directed this movie called uh, The Hunt for the Wilder People. Okay. Which is, I think, when he was still working in, like, from New Zealand, not America anymore. Yeah. Uh, but I watched that by myself on Canopy. And it was hilarious. Like, I just laughed through the entire thing. But that also has, like, a really heartwarming chord. That's that's one that, like, I would recommend to pretty much anyone. <clears throat> Unfortable older people. Okay. Uh, yeah. So my score for effect probably would be a seven. I think, like, it accomplishes its job as a comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's about... and. Yeah, I mean, that's a seven for me. And it doesn't really I, go I'm right above there. and beyond. I, I'm so, right there yeah. with you. Seven, two. And really? It, yep. Okay. Seven Sweet. seven matches that because there's this, there are, there's, it, it, it has a scene in it that automatically gets a demotion from me, which I'll tell you really? later. Um, It has a scene in it, but it wasn't super blatant like in other movies. So I, I'll explain how I'm, how I'm doing this all to you later because I, I don't want to spoil anything. Um, but yeah, this one definitely gets a seven because it, it the, the comedy is really solid. The rest of it, um, wasn't amazing, but it wasn't bad. Uh, I think they did some very cool creative things. I came out of this movie feeling pretty good about it. And I think a seven is about my fairest rank I can give it. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. But, but overall still a good movie. I think if you, if anybody's looking for a fun Halloween movie, Still, even though it is a little after Halloween now by a couple of days, this is a good movie to see. I'd say go see it in theaters because it's it's a fun experience. And um, don't worry, there's not really any jump scares or anything like that. So if you're afraid of those, and I, I can totally see, you know, that seems to be like the, the theme of horror movies. Yeah, this, in movie's the last not, this movie's not really scary. 15 years, you know. It's not scary. It's it's a zombie comedy Yeah, and with, with decent action and... Yeah, just it's it's good. Um, yeah, so that's that. I would say that if you're looking for something like that, go yeah, to the theater. Absolutely. But also, I would say if you're looking like for something like that, watch Shaun of the Dead at home instead. We'll watch <laughs> if both. you haven't. If if you haven't yeah. seen, but I mean, this is the new one. Shaun of the Dead's been around since like the late two thousands, somewhere around there, mid two thousands. I don't know what years. Two thousand. I, I two thousand. It looks like a two thousand six to two thousand nine movie to me. Um, is it somewhere in that range? Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, Shaun of the Dead came out in two thousand four. Pretty darn close then on my estimate, but I I'm, I have a pretty good eye for being able to tell the era a movie came out in if I have no clue. Um, but okay, yeah. So on our on our overall uh, score bracket thing, yep. <laughs> this is slightly above Crimes of Grindelwald. Oh, it's low and then. slightly below Fantastic Beasts. So second it's, to last it's in between. Second to last. Second to last. Wow. Where. I mean, I think that makes sense though, because we were both kind of. I mean, you were even more lukewarm on this than I, than yeah, almost as well, lukewarm as I was. The, the, um, there are things it does great, but the things that it doesn't do great and kind of lacks on evens it out. So, and I, I agree with on a, as a generic general statement, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I think it's just the specifics of what those yep. specific things are. You look at this where movie, we differentiate, but but we kind of so we still kind of disagree on what it is that it actually messes up on. Yeah, but we both agree that it has a, some strengths, but yep. also other weaknesses. Mm-hmm. So we both agree and disagree, and we're mediocre, me, uh, lukewarm on it. Yep. But it also, but because of that, in other ones, it's usually like one of us is super high and one of us is super low. Yeah. So those movies just tend to score higher, and so that's how this ends up. So, at the so what is what is the final score exactly out of a hundred? 
60 out of 100. 60. Grand total, 60 out of 100. And where did, um, so where did uh, Princess Bride land? Wasn't that Princess Bride 56? scored. 50, yeah, 56. Uh, Princess Bride is not on here. Oh, you didn't put it on your thing? I thought I put it on here. Okay, well, we're going to It should to, be on here. You you pretty much scored it like a 48 out of 50, right? That sounds correct. And then I think I gave mm, it like it a... It might have been a 47 or 46. Okay. I'm, I I think that might actually be like our lowest one right now. No, it's definitely not lower than Crimes of Grindelwald. Uh, it'll if be it, close. It might. It'll be yeah, very it close. Been, actually. I think it ended up with maybe a 56 from us. I don't... I must have taken that one on paper also. Yeah. Well, we'll just have to go over Either that or it. It, it might have, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened to that. I still feel like you and me need to have like a top gear, like big chart that you can actually like put, you know, print out oh, the it's name. Oh, right here. I got it. It's a 54. 54. Okay. So but yeah, we yeah, need. To- yes, that would be our lowest score. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Huh? I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it really, it really doesn't matter. The rubric really it's, doesn't it, matter. People all, already but. have known about that movie for a long time and people for the most part like it. So yeah. my, yeah. apparently my brother, my dad, like it, you like it, your uncle likes it, all that. My dad likes it. My yeah. whole family likes it. Everyone I, I seem to be it. in the, my, in the minority You're for really sure. The first person I've ever met that hasn't liked the princess ride, but that's okay. I might, I think that's because I'm looking at it without nostalgia, nostalgia goggles and I, I didn't grow up watching it. And I didn't, I it. didn't see this until I was like, Maybe ten or eleven. Okay, so not it, not growing up with it. But like you've, I have you've had it. You've I have had it for I have had it for a while. For a while. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. I watched that this year a couple of weeks ago and for the first time. But I think that'll do it for us here tonight at uh, ninety point three WRST FM Oshkosh. You've been listening to Script to Screen. So stick around because film spotting is coming up right after this.